bringing to light hidden revelations. Don't be deceived. Resource can be deceptive. When God told Moses that stretch forth your rod on a rock and water shall come out, Moses hit the rock. Water still came out. He got the resource, but God was displeased. So the fact that you are having resource does not mean God is pleased with you. Building faith through God's word. People say Christianity is all about ups and downs. It is never true. The Bible says we shall be the head and not the tail. So we don't go up and come down. Our life is not up and down. Our life is up and up only. Impacting lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. What have you been struggling by yourself? By strength shall no man prevail. If you allow the Holy Spirit, He will take you through. Welcome to Prophet Victor's podcast. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and brings you closer to God. Enjoy this message. Yesterday was a blessing, and today we are going to go a bit deeper. And so, yesterday I began a subject I have entitled Fasting and Prayers. I said that fasting and prayers are very essential in the life of every believer. As long as you are a believer, you must fast. You must fast. It's a must because when Jesus was teaching the three core things, he said that when you pray, when you give, when you fast, and so it's not an option. It's something that you must do. When you pray, when you give, when you fast. So Jesus wanted every believer to fast. And so when the Pharisees came to him and questioned him about his disciple not fasting, he said, as long as the bride is with the groom, they do not need to fast. But a time will come where the bride will be taken away, that they will fast. Now Christ is gone, and so we must fast. A believer without fasted life cannot do much in the kingdom of God. Who must fast or who is to fast? That's a question I asked yesterday. Who is to fast? And I said, a believer who is struggling with lust must fast. When we talk of lust, it's not about an appetite to have sex only. No. People lust. The Bible talks of the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh. So your eye can last. You can see somebody something and you desire to have it. It's lust. So there are so many types of lust. And so when I talk of lust, I'm not talking of a sexual aspect only. Your eye can last. The body can last and other things. So a believer who is struggling from lust must fast. Someone who is struggling from covetousness, anytime you see somebody's wealth, you are coveting it. It's a lust. A believer who talks so much, everywhere you will talk. Everybody knows you that you are talkative. Every secret you reveal, you must fast to tame your tongue. A believer who is struggling with pride must fast. If you are here and you are struggling with pride, you must fast. Fasting will break the horns of pride. A lukewarm person must fast. Today you pray, tomorrow you are not praying, you must fast. If you are struggling with addiction, when I talk of addiction, uh, you can be addicted to a certain food. You can be addicted to your phone. You can be addicted to social media. You can be addicted to certain things. When I talk of addiction, I am talking about a general thing, not to a particular thing. So anyone that is struggling from addiction, you must fast. Your cure is fasting. 
if you are fearful a believer or someone who is always afraid you must fast always you dream you see demons you see witchcraft you see animals chasing you in your dreams you must fast you must fast so if you are having demonic dreams you have to go on a fast if you are facing some dryness in your spiritual life you must fast and i said something a man who is always on a fast hardly gets sick if you are always fasting you hardly get sick and i said that there are people that fasted when jesus found himself as a man or when god found himself as a man he fasted when the early church were looking for leaders they fasted when eliaza was looking for a bride for his master isaac he fasted when hannah was trusting god for a child he fasted when esther was given a bad news of killing all the israel by haman they fasted to avert the death warrant when nehemiah wanted to build the temple of god he fasted when nineveh was prophesied to by jonah that the whole nation are going to be destroyed they fasted including their animals and the anger of god was averted yeah so i went on and i shared that many believers have become so lazy and they inherited that laziness from samson is it samson was anointed he was doing so many things using a jawbone to kill thousands of people lifting up the gate of philistines did so many things by the unction that was upon him and so by the time that delilah deceived him and got the source of his power the bible say he was shaved and now delilah said to samson the philistines are coming after you then the bible says samson said to himself that is in the book of judges judges chapter number 16 verse number 20 the philistines come upon thee and samson woke up out of his sleep and said i will go as other time before i will go as other time before and shake myself he wished not that the lord has departed from him our time the spirit of god do not depart from us but people become so familiar with the anointed that they feel okay i don't even need the holy spirit to operate because after all i'm anointed that is becoming so familiar with the anointed we need the spirit of god to breathe upon our gift if you want us to be effective in the kingdom of god then god needed to breathe on our gift even jesus fasted jesus prayed jesus sought the face of god every morning and you think you can do well in the kingdom of god without fasting it is an error from the pit of hell and so we need to engage ourselves in fasting don't be like samson oh i mean i'm already anointed is it a got to a time in my life that i became so familiar with my prophetic anointing that even if i don't pray i still receive prophetic insight and i prophesy to people i remember that was 2018 i woke up early in the morning i played soccer on my laptop i played from morning to evening then i woke up to church when i got to church they brought a woman with a leg swelling a big leg swelling they carried her in a car and they brought her i lay my hands on her and the leg shrunk boom, like that and she began to run in the church 
I got testimonies, many testimonies. There was this woman that came to my church with the one leg shorter than the other. I held it and I pulled it and it became equal. Yet I was not praying. I was not fasting. Yet I was having resource. That is why yesterday I said, don't be deceived. The fact that you are having resource does not mean you are pleasing God. Don't be deceived. Resource can be deceptive. God instructed Moses to stretch forth his rod on water. He smited, yet the water came, but God was displeased. Saul disobeyed God. He was dethroned, yet he was on the throne for 10 years. So the fact that you are having resource does not mean God is pleased with you. So don't become so familiar with the anointing. Oh, because you sing power. Even if I don't pray, I can sing. Yes, you can sing because the gift is there. The talent is there. But we want a voice that is accompanied by the anointed. Hallelujah. I said that we have two hungers. One is hungry for God or hungry for Christ. The Bible says, He that is thirsty and hunger after righteousness shall be satisfied. So when you receive Christ, you have fulfilled one aspect of the hunger. And the second hunger is pursuing God. So I said that in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, he said, God is seeking for them that diligently seek him. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Spiritual hunger, it is stirred by fasting and prayers. Nothing kills spiritual hunger quicker than flesh. So I said that food and excess pleasure will always be a hindrance from spiritual flow. Food and excess pleasure can hinder your growth or your hunger or your access to a spiritual flow. Food can always hinder you from spiritual things. And I share two examples. Esau, he sold spiritual things to his brother Jacob because of food. Adam and Eve downfall was as a result of food. Today, I want to continue from Galatians chapter 5, verse 15 to 17. The Bible said we should mortify our body. Paul said, I put my body and bring it under subjection. Your body can disqualify you from heaven reward. If you do not put your body under subjection, if you do not kill your body, you can miss heaven reward. You go to heaven, but you can miss heaven reward. The Bible said we should mortify our body. The body will always fight you from assessing the spiritual things. It will always fight you. That is why you have to bring it under subjection. You must fast whether you feel like it or not. Fast. Corinthians chapter 5. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the desire of the flesh. It's something that you have to. It's a must. Walk in the spirit. But this I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. And so when you refuse to walk in the spirit, you will fulfill the last of the flesh. And one of the things that will guarantee you walking in the spirit is by fasting. Is it? But I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the desire of your flesh. For the flesh lasted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. So there is war. And these are contrary one to another. So then you cannot do the things you would. Wow. He said, these two are fighting against each other. These two are fighting against each other. 
For the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these two are contrary to each other. So it will be very difficult for you to walk in the flesh and fulfill the things of the spirit or to accomplish the things of the spirit. It is not possible. It cannot work that way. That is why you must fast. That is why you must kill the flesh. It's something that you deliberately have to do to put the flesh to death. Your spirit wants to pray. Your spirit wants to spend time with God. Your spirit wants to fast. But there is a limitation which is called flesh. No wonder Jesus said that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You are willing to pray. You want to wake up to pray. But the flesh is saying no. So how do we do it? How do you overcome all these things? By fasting and prayers. As you fast, you overcome the flesh. You overcome the activities of the flesh. He that is constantly eating cannot be profitable in the transactions of the spirit. Anyone that is giving too much food is dull in the spirit. He is not sensitive in the spirit. He cannot hear or cannot access the realms of the spirit. Because the Bible said the spiritual things are spiritually discerned. They are given in the spirit. You are insensitive when it comes to the things of the spirit. And I said something yesterday. The flesh without fasting can fast. The flesh without fasting can fast. What I'm trying to say is that you can stay the whole day without eating. Yes, your stomach will not worry you. But the moment you set your mind to fast, your flesh will begin to react. The flesh hates the spiritual activities. Your flesh it hates spiritual activities. Have you wondered why anytime when you wake up to pray, you feel like sleeping? I met a friend that said that, Victor, do you know what I said now? Anytime I want to, to sleep, I, I just pick my Bible. If I start reading my Bible, I will sleep. So anytime I feel like sleeping, I just go and pick my Bible. You see, he was saying, and he was so happy laughing. And I'm like, you don't know what is wrong. You don't know. I said to myself, this guy is not serious. You are killing your destiny. You don't know. And you're happy about it. Come on. You are happy that when you take your Bible, you sleep. The Bible has become the dose you take if you want to sleep. And you are so comfortable about it. You are digging your way to poverty. You are frustrating your future. You are killing your destiny. Come on. You should be sad when you want to pray and you feel like sleeping. You have to be sad. Last time it was said about a man called Baba Ola or something like that. He said that when he was praying and he feel like sleeping, he go outside and gathered sharp stones and he kneel in the stone and see if he would doze off in those stones that is pressing the knees. You don't have to be so comfortable. Oh, man of God, I can't fast because anytime I try fasting, my stomach is worrying me. You have to discipline your stomach. 2017, I began a journey of fast for three months, six to six. I fasted on liquid for one month and I fasted six to six for two months. When I finished, I had stomach ulcer. So the whole of 2018, I couldn't fast because my stomach was worrying me. But I said to myself, no, this can be a hindrance. So I began a fast 2019. And I don't know where the ulcer went. It just disappeared. The cure of stomach ulcer is fasting. I am telling you. I am telling you. 
every doctor will advise you on something, but go try fasting. Every stomach ulcer will disappear. The flesh will stop you from entering into some dimensions in the spirit because they know that when you access that realm, you get freedom. Accessing a certain realm in the spirit gives you freedom, but the flesh will always fight you from accessing that realm, will stop you. There are some dimensions in the spirit that when you get to, you don't struggle. Yet, to get there, it needs discipline. It needs sensitivities in the spirit. And it is fasting that can take you there. But the flesh will fight you. The devil will use your flesh to fight you, to hinder you from accessing that realm because he knows that when you access that realm, you are free from him. That is why you need discipline. That is why you have to put the body to death by fasting, by fasting. There is a war between your body and your spirit. So as you are killing the witchcrafts in your family, shooting them guns and binding them and destroying them, there's another enemy that you have to bind. That is your stomach, your flesh. There's another enemy. The worst enemy in your life is your flesh, not your family members, not that witchcraft. No, the worst enemy, the worst enemy is your flesh. If you are looking for enemy to deal with, that is your flesh. Don't look into your family house, not that old woman in that family. No, your flesh is the worst enemy that you have to deal with. There was a time Paul said, in my flesh, in me, that is my flesh. Dwelleth no good thing. No good thing in your flesh. There's nothing good in your flesh. That is why you don't have to rely on your flesh. You don't have to trust on your flesh. Because there's no good thing in it. Everything that the flesh can offer you is worse. It's defeat. It's failure. Yeah, failure. Have you no wonder that whatever that the flesh desires is temporary? Food, temporary. After eating, what? You are full. The next day, you are hungry. Dress, you wear it for some years. It is old. You can't wear them again. Shoes, you wear it for some day- years. You can't wear them again. Makeups, after you do it, 24 hours, you have to wipe your face. It is off. Unless you refuse to bath, then the makeup will remain. But if you bath, you have to clean it. Everything the flesh desires are temporary. So why do we invest so much in the flesh and we forget to invest in the spirit? Why? You are so anxious. Oh, I can't wait to get married. When you get married, you realize that there was no even need. Oh, I need a boyfriend. I need a boyfriend. You get into relationship and you wish you were single. Yeah. I want to have kids. Oh, I want to have kids. You pray, you have kids. And when they are worrying you, oh, why did I even give birth? My children are disturbing me. So whatever the flesh desire are temporary. That is why we must invest in the spirit. We must invest in the spirit because the Bible said that things that cannot see are internal. Our spiritual investment is very, 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 very important. Spending time in prayers, spending time in fasting, spending time in the word of God. If you can do this and develop a habit of it and do it constantly, you will see changes in your life. The other things you are seeking will come. 
You don't have to follow them. They will come. That's what the Bible says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other things shall be added unto you. Is it money? It will come. Invest in the spirit. Invest time to pray. You want your business to grow. Invest time in praying to it. You are trusting God for a job. Invest time and pray. God will give you the job. You enter into a relationship. It does not succeed. You leave. You go to another one. Invest time and pray. Don't allow your flesh to detect for you. Spend time in prayers. Spend time in fasting. What your money cannot do, fasting can do. What your certificate cannot do, fasting can do. Can do. You are not fully in control of your life until you are fully in control of your appetite. You are not fully in control of your life unless you are fully in control of your appetite. Everything you see, you want to eat. Everything you see, you want it. Some of you, you work and you spend all your salary. You see this thing you want. You see this dress you want. You see that thing you want. You cannot even save. Going for holidays that are not necessary. Traveling, buying things. Your wardrobe is full, yet you are still buying. You cannot even save money for the future. They are all last. You have 20 shoes. You are still buying. It is last. It's not fashion. It is last. You have to control it. You can't save. You put money in the bank. Tomorrow you are joining a queue. You are going to remove it. It is something you must deal with it. And fasting can deal with it. Every food you want to eat. This morning you ate biscuits. The afternoon you are eating this. Very soon you want to eat chocolate. In two hours time you want to eat peanuts. And, oh no, you can't do that. You need to fast. Kill the flesh. The desires of the flesh. You have to be in charge. You have to be in control of your life. Detect what you want to do. I'm not saying it is not good to buy things. It is good. Myself, I do buy things. I love fashion. I dress. I love looking good. But there are some times that you have to say to yourself that this month I am not buying anything. No matter what. In two months, I want to save this amount of money. I am not buying anything. When you talk of fasting, it's not about eating only. Watching TV for about two weeks, I don't want to watch television. It's also a form of fasting. For about one week, I am leaving social media. It's also a form of fasting. It's a form of fasting. Last year, I gave my television out because I wanted to be with God. I realized that it was so distracting. I gave it out. This year, I deleted all the movies I had. I deleted all the games. I decided, no, let me spend quality time with God. When we talk of fasting, it's not about eating only. Whatever that the body desire, if you deny it, it's a fasting. It's a fasting. Kill the flesh. Kill it. The Bible said in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28, he that has no rule over his own, your own spirit. You are like a city that is broken without wall. Wow. My God, this scares me. If I cannot control myself, I am like a city without a wall. No wonder you are facing a lot of temptation. Every trouble is knocking at your door. Every sickness is knocking at your door. Every confusion is knocking at your door. Because you have no rule 
over yourself. You have no rule over yourself. You are not in charge of yourself. Your body or your flesh is detecting for you what you should do. You are not in control of yourself. You are not in control of your life. You are like a city broken without wall. When you study the Bible, the wall of Jericho was laid to prevent enemies to come into the camp of Jericho. And so for Israel to invade, the wall had to be broken down for them to have access to the camp. So the reason why the devil is after your life and every trouble is knocking at your door is because you are not in charge of your life. You are not in charge of your spirit. He that is not in charge of his spirit is like a city that had a broken wall. Decide to have control of your life today. Decide to have charge of your life today. Decide to detect for your flesh. Don't allow your flesh to detect for you. Romans chapter 8 verse 12 to 13. We are not debted to the flesh. We owe the flesh nothing. There's nothing we owe the flesh. And so don't allow the flesh to lay demands on you. Because you don't owe him anything. You are not debted after the flesh. You don't owe him anything. You don't owe the flesh anything to live after it. You don't owe the flesh. You owe the spirit. The Bible said, if you live after the flesh, you will die. So if through the spirit, do mortify the deed of the flesh. It is you through the Holy Ghost to mortify the body. It is you. There are some things God cannot do for you. You have to do it personally. And one is to mortify your flesh. It is you. Oh, God, help me to fast. God will not help you. You have to discipline yourself to fast. Oh, God, help me to pray. God will not help you. You have to discipline yourself to pray. Fasting is discipline. If you are not disciplined, you cannot fast. If you are not disciplined, you cannot fast. There are some things God will never do for you unless you do them yourself. You, by the Holy Ghost, should subdue your body. You, by the Holy Ghost, should subdue your body. Put it under subjection. Deny the body that today we are not eating. The flesh will tell you, oh, bro, we are hungry. Tell the flesh, today you are not eating. After all, if you don't take the food and put it in your mouth, the flesh will not swallow it. Refuse it. Refuse it. Refuse it. Refuse it. It has to be disciplined. Uh, this morning, I was lying down here, and uh, one of my church members brought me a chicken. And the chicken is alive. And, you know, the flesh is kill it and prepare the soup. In fact, you can keep the soup till tomorrow after your father, you eat it. I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. When I prepare it, I'll be tempted to eat. I say, flesh, I rebuke you. I am not preparing it. Even if the chicken will die and spoil, I will throw it away. It should die. I will not be tempted to prepare that soup. I won't. Unless I have finished my fasting on Friday, then Saturday, I can do justice with the chicken. But now, we are fasting. In fact, the chicken itself is fasting. No food for the house. It is discipline. The flesh will bring you a lot of suggestions. Like what the Satan told Jesus. If you're a son of God, turn this stone into bread. He knew Jesus is hungry. And so the moment he turned the stone to bread, you'll be tempted to eat it. You are fasting and you are accommodating your friend to go and buy lunch. You are putting yourself into trouble. The next minute you are tasting it, 
the next minute you are eating, say, even God understands. God do not understand. Discipline yourself. Self-discipline. He that have no rule over his spirit is like a city broken down the wall. The body will always prevent you from engaging in the spiritual activities. One, fasting, praying, reading the Bible. The only solution is for you to subdue the body. Subdue it. It's a must to overcome the flesh. You cannot always give in to the flesh. You cannot always give in to the flesh. You can't. You must overcome it. When God brought Israel to the promised land, the first thing he dealt with is their appetite. That is why he kept on giving them manna, manna, manna. He was dealing with their appetite. The first thing that fasting breaks in your life is gluttony. It's gluttony. Some of you eat everything you see. Everything you see you want to eat. It's gluttony. Some of you will say, oh, man of God, me, I don't eat a lot of food. I eat small, 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 small. It's gluttony. And what the fasting dealt with is by killing it. Fasting, opportunity to explore spiritually. Fasting is an opportunity to explore spiritually. You don't want this, and what do you want? You don't want to explore spiritually? If you want to explore spiritually, fasting is the key. Fasting is the key. There are three desires of the body that can be a killer when it's not controlled. There are three desires of the body that can be a killer when not controlled. One, drinking. Two, food. Three, sex. One, drinking. Two, food. Three, sex. In fact, they are the most challenges we have as Christians. They are the most challenges we have as Christians. The things we are fighting for, sex, drinking, and food. These are the challenges we have as Christians. Most of the diseases people go to hospital, ups and down, is food. It's food. Last time there was research that was made that cancer is as a result of the food that refuse to digest is what brings cancer. The food that refuse to digest is what brings cancer. And so most of the diseases are as a result of food, excess food. Some of you can eat to the extent that you can't even walk. I'm full. You can't even walk. No. You cannot explore in the things of God. Alcoholism is drinking. Sexual problems is sex. There are things when they are not controlled, they bring problems. When these things are not controlled, they bring problems. You need to control yourself. Have self-control. And if you can have self-control, it comes by fasting. You are always having a sexual appetite. You feel like having sex. You feel like having sex. Go on a fast. That thing will break off you. You always want to drink. All the alcoholic drink, you want to take it. Go on a fast. It will cut off at once. You are not a body. You are a spirit. You are not a body. You are a spirit. If you are not able to control your body, you have failed as a Christian because you are not a body. You are a spirit. So if you are not able to control your body, 
you have failed as a Christian. You have failed. You are a spirit, so you must tell your body who is in charge. Whoever is in charge is the one that detects the pace. He who is in charge is the one that detects the pace. So if your spirit is in charge, it will detect the pace for the body. If your body is in charge, it will detect the pace for your spirit. That is why you do not have to allow your body to be in charge. Allow your spirit to be in charge. A Christian who eats on Sunday morning is not serious. <laughs> a Christian who eats before he goes to church is not a serious Christian. You go to church, you will not benefit from what is taught in church. That evening hunger that you have been having or you are feeling is all last. When you are going to sleep, midnight, oh, you feel like eating noodles. You feel like drinking tea. They are all last. You want to wake up at dawn and pray. And you are eating by 10 p.m. You can't wake up. You are a joker. You are a kingdom joker. You can't wake up. You want to wake up by 3 a.m. And you are eating around 9 p.m. You can't wake up. You can't. If you want to wake up at dawn to pray, eat as early as 5 or 6 p.m. Some of you, by 10 o'clock, you are not taking your dinner and you want to wake up at dawn and pray. You are a joker. You can't. You can't. You are not a body trying to have a supernatural experience. You are a spirit having natural experience. You have to think that way. You are a spirit. You are not natural trying to have a supernatural experience. You are a spirit, a supernatural being trying to have natural experience. If you think like that, it will help you. Fasting is a discipline. Fasting is a sacrifice. Fasting is spiritual exercise. Fasting is a starvation exercise that will strengthen your glory energy. Fasting is part of God's chastisement. Fasting is part of God's chastisement plan for your life. Many Christians do not want to go through spiritual discipline. Many Christians are so lazy. They don't want to go through spiritual discipline. Yeah, they don't want to. Anything, they want to do everything, anyhow, anywhere. They don't want to be disciplined. You have to be disciplined as a child of God. You can't do anything anyhow. Why? Because you are a royal generation. You are a priest. You are a king. Have you ever seen a president urinating on the roadside? Never. You will not see that because of his position. Because of your position, you have to be disciplined. You have to. And one of the things that can put you on point, that can bring discipline, is fasting. That is fasting. Some of the things that God uses to chastise us is our appetite for food and pleasure. Some of the things that God uses to chastise us is our appetite, food and pleasure, food and pleasure. You need to be disciplined. God wants to discipline you. Before God can entrust something to your life, you have to go through discipline. Things will not be so easy for you on a Christian journey. When Paul got born again, God took him to Arabia for 14 years to deal with him before he used him. 
When God wanted to use Moses, he took him to wilderness for 40 years. You got born again yesterday. Today you want to get the microphone and preach. It doesn't work like that. You have to go through discipline. And some believers do not want to go through discipline. They don't want to. If you don't go through discipline, if God do not chastise you, he cannot entrust you. Before David was made a king, he has to be on the wilderness to take care of their sheep before God could entrust his sheep to him. That is the sheep of Israel. When you go through something small, then you begin to complain. You want things to be so easy. Christians of today want cheap, cheap things, shortcuts, shortcuts, shortcuts. They want things cheap. They don't want to go through hard time to get it. I remember in a Bible school, we go without food. We can eat gari in the morning, gari in the afternoon, gari in the evening. Not because that is what we want to eat, but because the situation is telling us to eat, go to sleep at 12 midnight, wake up 3 a.m. every day in the Bible school. And you are there. You want to have things easy. You don't want to go through the hard time. It doesn't work that way. Before God uses someone in a higher dimension, you have to command the authority. You must command the presence of God before God uses you in a certain dimension. You have to carry authority. You have to carry the presence of God. And they all come by going through that chastisement where you feel lonely or you forget about everyone and you are with God. You are a minister, upcoming minister. Forget about opportunity to preach and spend time with God. You are a singer. Forget about the opportunity to sing and spend time with God. Don't look for the shortcut because shortcuts will cut you short. There's no quick fist in the kingdom of God. There's no quick fist. You have to go through it. You cannot escape it. Mm -mm. You have to go through. The Bible said Jesus needed to go through Samaria. You have to. There are some things God can never give you until he deals with your appetite. And I've said that when I talk of appetite, it's not only food. It's not only food. Do everything possible that will make you awake at dawn to pray. Do everything possible. Everything possible. Everything possible. The problem of this generation is that we are not hungry for God. Our hunger for the things of God is no more. You cannot endure one hour teaching, but you can stay in a class for three hours. People go to church and they are complaining. Man of God, finish early, let us go home. Oh, Pastor Victor, you are talking too much. Finish early for us to sleep. You don't have hunger. Your hunger is dead. How can Pastor Victor talk so much? We want to pray. Just finish, finish and prophesy to us. You have problem. Your spiritual hunger is no more. You go to lecture hall, sit at the lecture hall for hours. You go visit your friend, spend so many times. You go sit restaurant and spend time, hours. But when you come to church, you are in a hurry to leave. There's something wrong with you. If you cannot sit in the presence of God for even one hour, you are carnal. We have to speak the truth. When it hits you, take it in good faith. If you cannot be in the presence of God for even one hour, you are carnal. You go to church, you are in a hurry to leave. Before they are sharing the grace, you are already at the door. 
when they finish who you are going there's something wrong with your spiritual life you can watch season movies for hours yet you complain that the service is too long you watch season movies for hours yet you are complaining now this service are too long now when covid came that they said one hour you are so excited there's something wrong with you the people that god is preparing are watching tvs the people that god is preparing in this generation are watching tvs so sad you can be on a social media for hours yet you said you don't have time to pray you are a kingdom joker look at the number of hours you spend on social media you put something on your status every second you are checking who has viewed it you put something on instagram you are checking who has loved it you put something on facebook you are checking people who have liked it yet you can't spend time to pray you are a joker you are not going anywhere i'm telling you the truth i'm not cursing you far from that i am telling you the truth that if you can't spend time to pray forget people say man of god pray for me i need revival in my prayer life pray for me put your phone off and that revival will come switch off your phone and that revival you need in your prayer life will come tonight we are going to pray you want to tell god rekindle that appetite some of you when you got born again you were so into god every minute you can't wait to read your bible and pray but now where is this hunger you are telling god that rekindle me again rekindle me again oh god rekindle my desire rekindle my desire in the name of jesus desire to pray desire to study the word desire to fast desire to spend time in your presence lift your voice and begin to pray kadabra kosta badaba kadabadadabra kapa koshaba Thank you for joining us. We hope you've been blessed. If you have, kindly share it with somebody. Help us spread the gospel of Christ. Don't just eat. Plant the word in somebody else's life. You can also follow us on YouTube for more of these messages at the Voice of Revival Kabasha. The link is in the description box below. Hit share, hit subscribe. Follow us on podcast too. Thank you for being connected to this ministry. May you bear much fruit. God bless you.